Hi, everyone, and welcome to the 100th episode of Coogee Voice. Today, we're talking with Ren Fernando, the founder of Relove, an environmental social justice charity that rethink, reclaim, relove, respect, and help restart people's lives. You're listening to Coogee Voice. No matter what um, brokerage funding is available to people at that point, it's never going to be as much as we can provide for them to set up a home. So we're providing things like um, not just the basic items of sofas and beds and all of those things, but the sheets and the the paintings and the rugs and the lamps and um, all these uh, things to set up a kitchen, new, new starter kits we like to call them as well. By our ability to rescue furniture, um, firstly that means that we can provide you know, an, an entire household of furniture, not just the basic items, um, and we can make sure that those, those families are supported entirely for free. Ren, welcome to Coogee Voice. How are you going today? Oh, very good. Thank you for having me today. Now, you are one of the founders of Relove. Tell us a little bit about it. What is it? Well, Relove is, um, we like to call it somewhat of an accidental charity. Um, we are rescuing furniture from corporates and from suppliers at quite a large scale. Um, so we consider ourselves a bit of an environmental charity um, and we are directing that to people in crisis um, and making sure that we can do it for free at a time that they need it most. You've got a bit of a background in working with charities. Why did you want to start this charity? Um, yeah, look, we, we really felt that um, we wanted to work more directly with people in the community. We just saw an opportunity um, during the first COVID lockdown where we were looking at a lot of good quality furniture. People were a little bit bored and they were COVID spring cleaning and we saw that people were throwing things out onto the sidewalk and we thought, well, why not try and rescue some of that stuff? And we'd already been working um, with our friends at the Women and Girls Emergency Centre and we thought, well, why don't we try and help five women get out of the refuge um, into safe housing and help set them up in a home? And we borrowed a little bit of warehouse space and before you knew it, um, we hadn't just helped five women, we had uh, helped around 50 families in the first couple of months. And how many women have you helped so far? Um, well, we help more than just women at the moment. We help um, basically anybody that comes to us in a point of crisis. So we work across women and children impacted by domestic violence, people seeking asylum, um, people who have been chronically homeless, couch surfing, basically probably about half of what we end up doing, um, not by design but by society is working with Indigenous youth and families and men and women coming out of incarceration and back into community. So run us through a bit of the model. Someone's looking, they've been given a home, they've got no furniture, what happens? Yeah, so basically what we've really realised is that that process for that person um, can be quite um, time-consuming. It it can um, mean that there is a lot of retelling of trauma and uh, it might not be given to them the furniture that they might be able to get um, through other means might not happen at the time when they move into their place. So so by our ability to rescue furniture, um, firstly that means that we can provide, 
you know, an, an entire household of furniture, not just the basic items, um, and we can make sure that those those families are supported entirely for free. Um, no matter what um, brokerage funding is available to people at that point, it's never going to be as much as we can provide for them to set up a home. So we're providing things like um, not just the basic items of sofas and beds and all of those things, but the sheets and the the paintings and the rugs and the lamps and um, all these uh, things to set up a kitchen, new, new starter kits we like to call them as well, um, so we can give people brand new things um, like cutlery. We don't want to give people secondhand cutlery and we certainly don't want to be giving people secondhand um, sheets and secondhand pillows and dunas because those things are the, the really lovely things to set people up um, when they move. Your slogan is rethink, reclaim, relove, respect, restart. Talk us through the slogan. We say that we rethink because we feel that we're somewhat of a not-for-profit disruptor. Um, we're really rethinking how we can support people in crisis. We are talking about reclaiming because we are reclaiming things that might otherwise end up in landfill and very, very high-quality items. Um and also helping people reclaim the power um, to choose um, when they furnish their own homes. Um, so Relove is obviously um, part of that. And uh, Restart, we're helping people restart their lives with everything they need to um, make a house a home. And I've got one more R. Respect. Oh, <laughs> and respect. Really um, what we love about our model is that um, we call ourselves a free shop. So clients can come in to us, you know, with their caseworker um, and they can walk around the warehouse like a big free shop and it really gives them the dignity of choice and, you know, a sense of agency at a time of great disempowerment to, um, you know, choose how they want to live because your home and my home is entirely different. It's a really, really joyous thing that we have the privilege to do. That's a really beautiful part of our model. Relove is a 1% for the planet company. Yes, so we've been nominated as a 1% for the Planet member. We have worked very closely with Koala since our inception. Um, Koala are a B Corp and they have been incredibly generous to um, donate mattresses um, and other items. Part of uh, consumerism, online shopping, is that there is um, a lot of stuff that's bought maybe returned. Um, Koala are great that they think about that. So they are 120 nights returns policy um, and now a whole lot of their returns can come to us, which gives people really great quality things to set up a home. Um, so they are a 1% for the Planet member um, as a business and um, nominated us as a charity and we've been lucky to meet other businesses as well. 1% is a global movement and what that means is that um, a business can sign up um, and they can um, either donate 1% of their revenue in volunteering hours, um, in product or in um, dollars. And really uh, what 1% pla- for the planet stands for is is that, you know, apparently um, worldwide there's only 3% of philanthropy that goes towards climate causes. So it's really trying to get people engaged with um, our climate. What are some of the challenges that you face as a charity working in this space? Um, yeah, we, <laughs> we've been growing pretty quickly um, and I would say we really have no end of 
furniture coming our way. We have no end of people that need the support. Really, just being able to scale and support the model moving forward, we are primarily run as a volunteering, as a volunteer-run organisation. Um, we're working with organisations to give us repeat volunteers from um, corporates like Atlassian and Built and Single O Coffee. Um, they come every um, week or fortnight to um, be our people power. But the reality is, is that um, at the scale that we're operating now, we we need to find some funding so that we can actually, you know, pay the rent and and you know um, fund all those things like simple things, um, forklifts and racking and all those things that you need. Um, and funding is is always definitely a challenge. Any car dealerships listening? They need a van. They need <laughs> vans, a van. Vans, trucks, exactly. They're all the things that we need. Um, you know, racking. I mean, they're all the things that you think if you're running a warehouse. Um, you know, our model is so lean, it's incredible because we are actually relying on um, donations. The only thing that we really buy new are the pillows, the dunas. Um, sometimes when we don't have enough supply of um, sheets from our partner organisations, and yeah, we, we, we raise fundraise from that from the community. So we're really, um, conscious to be completely transparent with our fundraising so that, you know, we really want people to understand that if you fundraise, if you donate to us on our site and we say you're buying a pillow, we're actually buying a pillow with that money. Yeah. Not only are you a social justice charity, you're very clearly an environmental charity and, yes. uh, redirecting waste. Have you got any calculations as to how much waste has been redirected from landfill towards people's homes? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty staggering. Um, look, on average, we are setting up around, we're doing around 15 relocations every single week. That is looking like um, we are giving people around ten to $15,000 worth of um, furniture and household items every time we move them. Um, so if you kind of are picturing, um, in a year, typically now we're, we're relocating around 700 families. So picture what 700 apartments of, um, stuff looks like. Um, I can give you a kind of figure. It is just under 2000 tons. Um, I always think that's a bit of an abstract idea for most people, but, um, uh, an easy way to think about it is it's football fields of furniture or a car is a ton. You know, it's a lot of stuff we're saving out of landfill. That is a huge amount and hopefully for our listeners you can be thinking about that the next time you're putting stuff on the side of the road yeah. as well. Yeah. One of the things you've just spoken about is help that you need. If people want to get involved, how can they help? Yeah, we are we're looking to grow our volunteering team. So, you know, we need some skilled volunteers, you know, people who are involved in um, media or comms or, you know, great writers. I mean, we just need to build our team and we can keep our model completely free if we can get more volunteer people on board to to join the to join the brains trust really. So, that's that that would be a really good thing that we're looking for and um always community volunteering. You know, we love people in our community getting involved because it's a very direct way to help people in crisis. Ren, before I let you go, there are three tough questions we <laughs> ask all of our guests that come on to Coogee Voice. Yep. You must declare the best beach in the eastern suburbs, where mm. sells the best coffee, and where you can get the best burger. Go. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, well, I'm a Bronte girl, as are you, so <laughs> I'm going to have to be biased and say it has to be Bronte. 
Um, the best coffee. I'm I'm quite partial to Huxton's myself. <laughs> and the best burger. I would probably say the best burger is um, the seafood joint on the corner of Arden's. Out of the blue. Out of the blue, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. A common answer on, <laughs> on Coogee Voice. Yeah. Ren, thank you for joining us on Coogee Voice. If people would like to learn more about Relove and get involved, where should they head to? Just jump on to um, relove.org.au and um, you can sign up to be a volunteer, donate, or um, just get in contact with us. Ren, thanks for joining us on Coogee Voice. Thanks, Marjorie. What a phenomenal charity. Now, if you'd like to learn more about Relove, check them out on Instagram at relove underscore au. You've been listening to Coogee Voice. <laughs>